Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fightin' Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter and Jim Laurie bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. Recorded live. Hello, and it's time for another edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast for September 14th, 2015. My name is Rich. Uh, my name is Jim. And hello, Jim. Welcome back uh, to Phillies Talk. And uh, we had scheduled this show right around the uh, time when the Cubs arrived into town. In fact, we were going to do it on Thursday night, the first night that the Cubbies arrived in for their four-game series with the Phillies. And guess what? We had the breaking news that everybody's been looking for for some time now. <laughs> yeah, Ruben Amaro was handed a pink slip, and uh, my phone did not stop ringing off the hook. <laughs> you <laughs> called me from you called me from work. That's how happy you were. And then I have a friend of mine called me, and then and then uh, one of my one of my real good friends who uh, lives in Colorado. He's <laughs> he's a Rocky fan, but he. He grew up in, you know, he went to high school with me, and he called up. He says, "Man, I, he says, I bet you're doing somersaults." So, but it was, eh, you know, you saw it coming. But uh, I give Ruben Amaro some credit because he did bring Roy Halladay to Philadelphia. Uh, yes. And he re-signed Cliff Lee the second time, and he did not do badly. On okay, he traded Cole Hamels and um, Mr. Deakman, but. He got a lot of good prospects, um, you know, and I think that in the long run, okay, we burned him for 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 the Shane Victorino and Hunter Pence deal, but I think in the long run he didn't do a bad job. It's just he signed these guys this year that I'm like, and we, you know, Kevin Career and stuff, and I'm there like, well, I was hoping Billingsley would work out. I would I would have even toasted Ruben Amell, but you know. It didn't work out. I, I guess I don't. Have you heard anything about, about Billingsley? No, I haven't heard a word about him. I, I don't really think he's going to fit into the Phillies' plans. But uh, yeah, to echo your sentiments about Amaro Jr., uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I was kind of happy, but at the same time, uh, it was kind of bittersweet. I think Tom McCarthy said it best on the Phillies broadcast. He did accomplish a lot of good things. Of course, being named. Uh, senior Vice President and General Manager on November 3rd, 2008. He served under Pat Gillick and Ed Wade for 10 years as an assistant GM with the Phillies. And, of course, all Phillies fans that are in the area and have been following the team for many years know that his father was with the Phillies before he even became a Phillies player many years ago. So the family ties were there with the Phillies, Jimmy, and that's sort of how the Phillies did business up until recently. You know, it was like a family affair type of thing. Of course, uh, business is first. And Amaro Jr. really doesn't have too many things to be uh, sad about. He did uh, form the Phillies uh, after the great 2008 team. And they had some successful 
runs at it. They just could not get into the World Series after 2009. And, uh, you know, I still think it was one of the greatest all-time eras of Phillies baseball history. I do, too. And, Rich, you know, you talk about they couldn't get in. How about the 2010 team? They won 100 games, and they could, and they didn't get into the World Series. Yeah, and that's that's the terrible thing. Uh, you got teams this year like the Mets and the Dodgers, now, if they don't make it to the World Series, their fans are going to be disappointed, too. They're having great seasons. They seem to be winning at any time this year in 2015, in the middle of September here. So one team is going to be disappointed because only one team from each league makes it to the World Series. But uh, as you said, Jimmy, yeah, that team will probably be you know, remembered for being how great it was during the regular season with... Uh, the most wins ever. I believe it was 102 wins for the Phillies that year. But uh, only lost 60 games. Now, all of a sudden, it looks like this year again, we're talking about that possible uh, 100-loss situation. I know. I didn't think it was going to happen. But they've, they've, uh, as I always like to say, taken the gas pipe a little bit lately. But uh, they they did split two with the Cubs. And, Rich, Mm -hmm. you were... And you were up there yesterday uh, to the game, and uh, you, you know you were there. You observed. What What is your observations? Uh, give me some of your observations of what you think now that you saw them play in person. Observations. I really liked uh, Al Thier yesterday. Uh, he had a great pop to the bat. He hustled like crazy in the game yesterday. He stretched a double into a triple. Uh, he just didn't turn his speed wheels off after he hit second base. He kicked it into a higher gear and ran all the way to third on a hit that probably most players would have stopped at second. So, yeah, that's one of my biggest uh, noticings at the game yesterday, Jimmy. And uh, it was a great day to be at the ballpark. Uh, some controversy happened during the game. It was my first ever instant replay that I have experienced in person. It was about a six-minute delay to the game, Jim. It was very hard to uh, sit in your seat while there was very little information coming uh, from the PA announcer other than the play was under review. But basically, a fan had reached out and touched a ball that looked like it was going to be over the fence. The play was reviewed by officials in New York, and it was ruled that the play on the field stood which was kind of strange because they escorted the fan out for grabbing the ball and touching it in live play, but yet the call was overturned. It was not a home run, even though I really think it should have been a home run. Mm-hmm. The ball would have clearly been over the fence. Who, who hit? I missed that part, Rich. Was that a Phillies or a Cub? Yeah, that was actually Chris Coglin, one of his yeah. triples, uh, wow, his second yeah. triple. That guy is yeah, unbelievable. The, he had two triples, a single, and a home run yesterday. Yeah, I believe it was a second triple, Jim, uh, that he hit that ball. And a fan reached out. During the play being uh, disputed and and, uh, transmitted to New York for further analysis, they had escorted this fan out of the stadium. And that's what happens when you interfere with a ball in play. Well, if the ball was in play, uh, it was off the fence after he touched the ball. 
And actually, if you look at the replay a few times, and if you want to go over to uh, the Twitter feed at fightinphillies.com a little later today, I'm going to put out some pictures on this. The ball clearly would have been over the fence at a home run. So, you know, that was one of them strange deals. They even played it a few times in the stadium. I, I think uh, that it's going to the cost fans. A, I think that's going to cost the Phillies some tickets. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. It, it just was kind of strange because you could plainly see from your seat in the stadium that the fan had interfered and the ball would have been actually did he interfere or not? I think right. the ball would have been a home run. So yeah. Well, but anyway, but uh, you, now we, we've been burning Aaron Lang all year. Rich, you saw him. You were sitting behind home plate. You said he had some pop on the ball yesterday. He certainly did. He had some pop, and he was striking Chris Bryan out at will yesterday. Bryan had a couple strikeouts. Could not catch up to Harang. Uh, again, I don't think the Phillies are going to stay with Harang in the off season, but. He's shown different points in the season, Jimmy, where he hasn't been really that bad, and he's kept the Phillies in a game like he did yesterday for for much of the game. He got hurt with a few walks that he issued. Uh, there was an error here or there. A ball was dropped. Then he would walk a guy, and then there was a hit. And teams that are good take advantage of that. They're going to score runs on you that way, and that's sort of what happened to Harang yesterday. That's how he didn't stay in long enough to get the win, but, you know, yeah, he stayed in long enough to earn earn the Phillies a chance to stay in that ball game. And Mr. Hernandez is out for the season. Yes, he is. Uh, bad collision there at first with Anthony Rizzo. That's and like a it, dump truck hitting a, hitting a Pinto. Rizzo's yeah. <laughs> big, yeah. Am I right? I mean, Rizzo's a big guy, and Hernandez is wiry, but, I mean, Rizzo felt like a linebacker. Yeah, and it seems like uh, Hernandez will be out the rest of the season. And again, we'll get a chance to see him in spring training. But back to Amaro Jr., Jimmy, uh, do you think there's any significance to him actually uh, getting the can on the day that the Chicago Cubs pull into town? A, a team that Andy McPhail had president and general manager over for 12 seasons. Do you think there's any significance to that? No, but I th I'll tell you what I think there's significance is the Phillies lost 8-1 to one to the Atlanta Braves the night before, and, you know, and they're trying to get out of last place. And I think, my personal opinion is, that game cost Romero his job because just a lot of things. And then, and then um, he would have been proud Saturday night. The Phillies blew a 5-1 lead. Ended up winning the game on a walk off, but it's just I I think it was a lot of things, Rich. I think uh, I think McPhail wanted to, like you said, start anew. It might be coincidence with the Cubs coming in, but um, I, I I just think that maybe he had had enough. I don't know exactly. You know, uh, one of the owners I can't I'm not going with names, but when they had the press conference said that he you know. He had been trying to do this all year. And I think that, um, you know, I think Andy McPhail's going to do, do a decent job. He's got to get a good manager. Uh, I don't think that this coaching staff in all hall is going to be here uh, next year. I, I sure hope McClure's not there as pitching coach. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be uh, the guy Sanders. for this job. <laughs> Colonel Sanders, as a lot of people uh, reference him, he He's got that little beard that looks like Colonel Sanders. But he doesn't go out on the mound 
and talk to the pitchers enough when they're in trouble, I don't think, Jim. No, and, um, you know, we, we, we said, when Charlie Manuel was here, and we and he had Rich Doobie, and everybody said, who's... But he was... At least he'd go out there and talk and... and, and so, but I, I can't really fault McClure because, except for Cole Hamels, he didn't have any pitchers. He didn't have any pitchers to work with. Cliff Lee hasn't pitched in two years. Uh, he had Cole Hamels and he had Kyle, Kyle Kendrick. You know, so... Uh, that's you know he didn't have anything and uh you know i i, I think that um, you know you're going to see a whole new staff next year i'll I tell you what you know, the pitching staff could be noah eikoff uh the other kid i can uh and then um uh morgan and then the other kid the right hander they have and and who knows who else but i hope it's not david buchanan but uh you know and then they're going to have to sign somebody but um you know it's what's this kid's name from texas which that they got is a Morrison or something like that. Um, Harrison or Harrison, Har- Harrison, I believe. Okay, yeah. but uh, they put him on the DL. Haven't heard a word about him. You know, I don't know anything about him. You know, um, they. You know, it's like he's a forgotten man. And uh, it's, it, I don't know. I I just know that um, you know Eikhoff, uh I don't know, he, He's pitching decent. But Mr. Noah, Aaron Noah's pitching out of his mind, and he's pitching tonight. And Rich, tonight the Nats are in, and Mr. Papelbon's back. Yeah, Jonathan Papelbon. Uh, after he blew a game for the Nationals, he also has been running his mouth against the National fans, Jimmy. I didn't think we'd hear this happening this season from him, but he actually encouraged more fans in Washington to cheer on their team more. What? So. Uh, yeah, he's sort of picked up where he's left off with the Philadelphia fans with them. So uh, oh I wouldn't be so surprised if, if we didn't see him with a new team after the end of I this year. I don't think he's going to be with the Nets. Uh, um, the talk is that he's not well-liked down there. You know, and uh, he, I think he wants to go back to the American League. And uh, good riddance, you know. As long as he pitches for a Western or Eastern team, because the Phillies play the Central next year. But it's going to be interesting his... If he comes in, like, you know, Zimmerman's pitching tonight against Noah, and if, if Papelbaum comes in and has a chance to save, they're going to boo him. And it, wouldn't it be ironic if, if he blows a save against the Phillies? Those fans would never let him live that down. Yeah, that's for sure. And they'll, they'll be looking for that. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Papelbaum. Uh, I never liked him. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he was all right. But, I mean, I was, you know, I wasn't a Billy Wagner fan when we had him either, but at least Billy Wagner kept his mouth shut and did his job, you know. And uh, but um, Papelbaum, geez, I mean, he, you know, he just he, see he wants to he wants to be on a contender. And I thought, well, oh, you know, when they trade him to Washington, there they go. They handed him the division, and then the, what happens is the Mets get Mr. Cepedes, and bang, <laughs> you know, that's it. He he's been unbelievable, he's been like Babe Ruth, and Rich. We talk about acquisitions and. Um, one of the best shortstops in baseball might be out for the year. Tolowitzki. He got. He, he was in a collision with one of his out, one of his fielders, and you know for Toronto, and uh, you know that was a trade for him. But Ben Revere has become quite a ball player for the Blue Jays, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been uh, hustling as he usually does, uh, and he's contributed to that ball club. So it's a good move for him. It was a good move for the Phillies. 
And we'll have to see if Ben Revere excels in the playoffs, see what happens with him there. Right, what? Well, you know, he actually hit a home run. Uh, Did for, he? For the Blue Jays, yes. He hit it in... Uh, let me, I think it was home, but he did. He had a home run. No, he hit it at Yankee Stadium uh, the other night. He had a home run the other night, and and uh, and um, one of their games. And uh, yeah, he's been batting the ball around and everything. And uh, in fact, I think it was Thursday night. I forget the night they had the, the one doubleheader. In the first game, he had a home run, and then uh, you know everybody's laughing, but they were losing at the time. But then they came back and won it. But that team's potent, Rich. <laughs> that team is potent. Yes. So. Yes, they are. They're expected to do well in the playoffs. Of course, a lot of teams are, but we'll have to see uh, in a couple of weeks when what, those playoffs starts. What about the Cubbies? Now, you saw them in person. Are they are they pl- a playoff team? Yeah, I think they are, Jim. Uh, they're Right now, they're in a wild card contention. Uh, and I think as the season winds down, uh, they're going to need to pick it up in the playoffs, when they play that wild card game, I think they need a little luck on their side. And plenty of Cubbies fans were in the stands up there can, following them. How can you not? It was like, amazing. How can you not like the Cubs? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got a root lot. for them. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, like I said before, if the Phillies can't win it, I'd love to see them or the Astros, you know, because uh, would that be an ironic twist of fate, Rich, if the Cubs and the Astros play in a World Series? <laughs> Yes, it certainly would. That I don't know that that would make good television. Well, but yeah, they. Well, that's true. I, my opinion, though, is it's going to. I, I think it's going to be St. Louis and uh, Toronto. I don't see anybody beating either one of those teams. Those teams are red hot, and you know, imagine, imagine if Wainwright was pitching for the Cardinals, how good they would be. Yeah, it's kind of scary there. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> But Rich, they got we got we got some young talent on the Phillies, um, you know. And we had said we had we had resigned ourselves to the fact in June, I guess, or at the Ulster break, we're gonna have to bite the bullet this year. But I, I it, you know, they since the All Star game, they've had some blunders. But Rich, it hasn't been as bad as it was the first half, in my opinion. Do you think you agree with me? No, I don't think it's been as bad as the first half. Even though the Phillies sort of slipped in the last two weeks, they've been getting swept everywhere they've been going. Uh, but these couple wins against the Cubs, uh, again, Pete McCannon had a closed-door meeting with the team before the two wins and told these guys that, hey, you know, there's still plenty more to play for in this season. You're playing for jobs next year. Phillies are loaded with talent, as you said, Jimmy, but there's going to be free agents available. There's only so many spots on this team and as you said, I'm looking forward to spring training in 2016. Uh, the Phillies have been bad this year. We all know that. But a lot of the fans are over it. I think we've, we're have over it. I think so. And, Rich, one thing I want to ask you, I, I consider you uh, Mr. Baseball with knowledge. What about the CBA? Is that up next year, end of next year, during next year, or what? Do you know? I know it's coming due. Um they said 2016. Do you know anything about that? Well, let me see if I can look it up real quick. I haven't really because stayed I, up. I hope that I sure I've been playing every night that they don't go on strike again because I, I think you know they're they're doing well again, and I think a strike would really really hurt them. And uh, you know I hope this new commissioner has enough sense to 
try to get it settled during the midseason because what they've been doing the last three times is they would work something out and then you know add a year or two to it. And I hope they, I hope that's what I'm hoping they can do. You know, uh, keep this game going. Okay, it says the current CBA expires on December first, twenty sixteen. Okay, so we will have baseball next year. Okay, okay, that's good. I knew I could depend on you. You're a plethora of information, my friend. But uh, Richard, my biggest we got to talk about one thing, and that's what we think the Phillies need. I think their bullpen, since Deakman left, has been horrible. Um, I used to like Garcia and Gomez. Gar- Garcia can't get anybody out, Rich. Saturday night he comes in, he's up 5-1, and bang, they tie it up. Um, and how sad a team is it that Kenny Giles has more wins than any pitcher on the staff with eight? Yeah, very sad indeed. And as you said, Jimmy, this bullpen's been sort of put together. Uh, I don't think we've had the greatest bullpen over this year, of course. Uh, Philly's pitching in general hasn't right. been all that great this year. No, it hasn't. So that, that's where a lot of the work needs to be done in the off season. Right. Um, what happened to Justin DeFreitas? Is he still on the team? He's uh, still listed on the team, yeah. Um, but I think there, some of the bright spots right now have been Mr. Nola. I think he's he's six and two. You know, people go out there, uh, they expect, he's a kid. They want him, you know, they think he's going to go out and every game. He's six and two. When he came up, I, I thought to myself, if this kid wins five games, I'll be happy. He's six and two, for crying out loud. Yeah, the two games he's lost, he, he hasn't looked good. But he's, like I said, he, you know, he's out, just out of college. Uh, I think, um, you know, I think, um, Eikhoff's going to be decent. Uh, I think, and I think Mr. Uh, Morgan's going to be, Decent. He's no Steve Carlton by any stretch, but there nobody else will ever be either. But uh, and this other kid, I can't. I don't even know who this, uh, they use. Um, I'm not impressed. But but I think that um, <clears throat> maybe Mr. Gonzalez will come back next year. He wouldn't be bad. I think he's. I I don't like the way they used him, but he he was three and three, Rich, and uh, he, you know he didn't pitch badly sometimes and. You know they got to they got to do something with Buchanan, but they need some pitching. If they get some pitching, they could be. A, uh, they got some real good players um, coming up, and I, I think they're going to keep Frenchy and uh, you know and uh, I don't know about Dominic Brown with his concussions, but you know they keep Francoeur. And uh, what do you think about the the one thing I wanted to ask you about is the catching? Do they keep uh, you know do they keep uh, Treach and 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 uh, Cameron you know? Cameron Ruff, or what are they going to do? Well, they could keep them both, have Chooch uh, play a backup role, and have Rupp as your regular catcher. That could be a good combination. It seems like they're leaning towards that now. Rupp's playing most of the games here in the late season. So we'll have to see what happens in the off season, Jimmy. But I think there's going to be a lot more changes coming to this team. Uh, it's not going to be biz- business as usual, uh, in this off season, I think they're going to be more aggressive to move Ryan Howard. I think Howard's going to be gone after this season. Really? I don't think he. Re- you really think yeah. so? Wow. Yeah, I don't think he reports as a Philly in 2016. I, of course, Cliff Lee. That that's a very sad situation with Cliff Lee. Um, you know, with his with his elbow. I think if he had had the surgery in May of last year, he could have pitched this year. But and. Rich, if he had pitched this year, do you think it would have been a different season? 
I don't think it would be a contending season. Maybe they would have some more wins uh, to their credit. Maybe they'd be in third place right now. But guess guess what, Jimmy? Somebody just tied them for last place in the NL East and last place in the MLB for the worst record in baseball. Who's that? The Atlanta Braves tied them last night. They've got the same exact record. The Atlanta Braves? Who would have yes, ever sir. who would have ever thought that? My goodness. Wow. Who would have thunk it? Really? I mean, well, Rich. Look at their tradition. The Marlins, the way they've been playing, I would think maybe. But the Atlanta Braves, geez. I mean, I've always disliked them immensely, but I've always had a lot of respect for them because of their organization and what what get off the forty for a second. What happened to the Braves, Rich, in your opinion? What what in the world happened to that team? Well, I think they traded a few of their better players around the trade deadline, and then basically the team collapsed. Uh, they weren't really picked to do that well this year by most people that know baseball. The bigger team that sort of folded in the NLAs, Jimmy, you have to look at the Nationals. They really took a Walenda, and uh, you know, I know that's did well, do the well. Brave- I was shocked when the Braves came to Philly. They they had lost twelve straight. Of course, they won two out of three. But but Rich, the, you're right. The Nationals are a disappointment. And I'll tell you another team I think is a big disappointment in the National League. Probably the disappointment of the year: the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, the Reds. Uh, the Reds they, were supposed to do much better. Yeah, they Cueto. Um, uh, you know, he got traded. But but they can beat the Cardinals though. <laughs> but. Uh, them and, and my, of course, my prediction for the World Series is out the window. I picked the A's and the Nationals, and the A's aren't even going to make the playoffs. And there's another disappointment. It's just been a goofy year, but uh, we've, um, our our podcasts are more, I think, have been more positive after the All-Star break. I think the Phillies starting after the All-Star break, which gave us a little bit of hope, uh, you know, we, we had, um, baseball is a game of eternal hope, and uh I think that, you know, Philly fans are always that way, but I, I think this, when they started off with a, with a nice streak at the end of the All-Star break, we're sitting like, what's going on here? You know, what's going on? I mean, I didn't think they would hold it, but it was nice. It gave us a ray of hope, and it really, okay, they're not playing that well, but Rich, they're, they're still, at least they're not, they're, they're bad, but they're not terrible. Correct, and we'll have plenty of things to talk about this off season. Plenty of uh, acquisitions that the Phillies can make. Uh, who will they sign as manager and GM? Uh, that's left up in in the air as well, well Jimmy. But uh, let's take a quick break from this show for a moment, and we'll talk on the other side of the break about the 2016 schedule, as the Phillies have released that just the other day as well. Check us out at fightinphillies.com and find Phillies Talk Podcast on iTunes, Android, BaseballPodcast.net, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn.com. If you want to get concert, sports, or theater tickets, check out ClickItTicket.com. Just Google ClickItTicket and you'll find them. They have a huge selection of tickets to any game, concert, or Broadway show you may want to attend around the country. And they have a large selection of Philadelphia-area event tickets to big-name concerts and tickets to the Phillies, Eagles, 76ers, and Flyers, too. Just Google ClickItTicket.com to find them. You're listening to Baseball Podcasts. 
www.thinkandgrowthradio.net. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Hi, this is Gary Mack of Mets Musings. And I hope you'll join me each and every week as I recap all of the comings and goings on in New York Mets baseball. I'll have guests on from all across Mets Nation giving their insights and analysis on the New York Mets. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mets Musings 1, as well as on Facebook. The group name is Mets Musings. So tune in weekly to the Mets Musings, available at MetsMusings.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes.com, iHeartRadio, and of course, BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to the Fighting Fields Phillies Podcast. All right, we're talking back here on Phillies Talk Podcast. And, Jimmy, uh, one of our favorite parts of the season lately has been been the release of the next year's schedule well, you in August it. and I, September. Yeah, I don't have it yet, but I'm sure that you will get it to me pretty soon. But you were telling me some of the, um, you know, some of the games, and uh, they open up in Cincinnati, and they got four with the Padres to open the season. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, the 2016 Philly schedule, uh, April 4th, they'll open up in Cincinnati. It probably will be pretty chilly over there in Cincinnati. Yeah, it will be. And then they travel to New York to open up the New York Mets season on Feb or uh, on April 8th, actually. Wow. Friday, April 8th in the Big Apple. So. Uh, and they open with the what, Padres on a Monday, correct? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, the Padres come into town in Philadelphia for opening day on Monday, April 11th, 2016. So make your plans now. Uh, 3.05 p.m. It's going to be opening day to a new season. And uh, a little strange that they're opening with the Padres. It's kind of uh, kind of a team they haven't played on opening day in a while, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think they've all opened at home. And Rich, when I talked to you after the schedule released, you said that the the Phillies are playing the well. They got the Toronto Blue Jays, but their 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 interleague schedule. We were talking about that because I I'm in. They play the Cleveland Indians at home at the end of April. The Royals, and and the, but they have Chicago White Sox home and home two and two. Yeah, they have a couple of those series again. The uh, the Blue Jays will be two and two. Uh, a lot of interleague play. Uh, next year, Jim. Uh, let's look over the schedule here. We'll take a look at interleague play for the Phillies. They'll be at the Tigers uh, May 23rd, 24th, and 25th of 2016. And then they swing over to Chicago. So if you've ever uh, wanted to make a Midwest swing, kind of pencil that in on your calendar. Yeah, I've been to the new White Sox Park. That's a beautiful ballpark and uh it's new. It was new, but it's you know it's it's new, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're in Chicago, it's modern, but it's sort of if you and I'm not 
cutting on anybody, but it's sort of New Englandish, if you know what I mean, Rich. It's a little right. bit New Englandish, but it's very modern, very nice. Okay, then the next interleague schedule has the Phillies at Toronto, June 13th and June 14th. Wow. Then the Blue Jays return to favor in the next two nights they're in Philadelphia. Uh, then the Phillies go out to Minnesota, June 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd. So there's your third interleague matchup. Then the Royals come into town. The Kansas City Royals will be in for July 1st, July 2nd, and July 3rd, 2016, Jimmy. So it's a, it's a full roundup of uh, interleague play here. When's Let the me White look Sox? further oh. into this. Yeah, the White Sox, it's not really a home-and-home, home, but it's two games at home. The Chicago White Sox will be at Philadelphia September 20th and the 21st. Wow. <laughs> and let's see, I'm trying to find out where the Phillies will return to favor with that and play in Chicago. And let's see, scanning over the schedule... Here it is. August 23rd and August 24th, the Phillies will be at the Chicago White Sox. And the, so, and the, and the Indians are home the last weekend in April, correct? Yes. And is that three or four? Uh, let's see. The last weekend in April, it will be three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 29th, 30th. And then stretching into May first. What um now they got four with the Padres in April. Is that the only four game series they have in April? Uh it looks like the only four gamer, yes. Okay. I know they're probably uh I, I they probably have quite a few. What other than the the Mets, you know, the divisional teams, who else have four gamers with this year, Rich? Not well, four. looking through the schedule real quick here, uh I'll I'll announce a couple of them. They'll be at St. Louis May uh -huh. 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Wow. Um, they will also be, let's see here, a four-gamer. Uh, the next one won't be looking at the schedule here until... Let's see, it's kind of hard to read the schedule yeah. for four-game series. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know they play... The division teams, you know, they'll play like one home and you know, two home. Like I think this year, next next year will be the Marlins and the and the uh, and the Bra uh, the Marlins and the Nationals will be home, and the Braves and the Mets will be away for four gamers. It should be that way anyway. But uh, yeah, in July they have a four gamer in Denver against the Rockies. Ooh, yeah. uh, then the Phillies go down to the Marlins in uh, later July for a four gamer. So there are some. Yeah. Four game yeah. uh, they had a series lot on the schedule. They had a lot of them this year. And Rich, the, uh, talk about four game series. I like them because it gives you a chance to really know the other team. But the Phillies didn't fare too well. They did not win a four game series this year. They got swept by those Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, but they they didn't do badly. Other than that, they split uh, two with they split with the Cubs, Pirates, and Colorado. So. Uh, you know, but at least in the other ones they won at least one. So, but uh, at the end of the year, Rich, I'll give you my stats of how many games they swept and how got swept and everything. And you know, it's it's funny how those little mini series. 
those two game series. The Phillies have two wins against Toronto this year, one at home and one away, and they usually don't beat Toronto in interleague play. No, they don't. So they improve there a little bit. Well, we want to thank our listeners for listening to this edition of Phillies Talk. Stay with us all season long. Even after the season, we do these shows at least once, maybe even twice a month as the news warrants it. So uh, tune in there. After the World Series, we do probably like what says twice a month, unless major, you know, a major trade or something comes along. Because in in the middle of December, beginning of January, there's not a whole lot to talk about. But of course, we get the spring training, which the you know the the more it, it, it you know we do it, so. starts to heat up. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Man, so, all right, buddy. Well, 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 check out the blog at fightingphillies.com. dot com, and of course, send your own uh, interpretations of how you like the show in. Tell us who you are, where you're listening from. We'd love to mention you on the show. We've had a, a few good listeners uh, write into us this year already, Jimmy, and it's always great to hear how people like to listen to the show and, and what they like about the Phillies. It's it's great great camaraderie to uh, discuss yes, this with your listeners. We're getting them from England and Belgium, and you know that that's what really is, is incredible. And all over, but we want to hear from you Philadelphians, too, right in the area. I know we have a few listeners in the area, so please send us an email. Uh, just go to the website at fightingphillies.com. You can find the email address there. It's very simple. And, Jimmy, uh, it's been another great show, and I look forward to the next one. Okay, Rich, and uh, hopefully the Phillies can do something with the Nationals. We'll, we'll talk to you next time on Phillies Podcast. Call recording has been completed. What a long show today. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> A good show. No, it was a good show, though. Yeah, it was. Boy, you know, we, 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 we got everything. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.